Are you ready to create a life you crave? Let's spin that doom loop of negativity into an upward success cycle and start living lucky. Good morning. I'm Jana. I'm Jason. And we are living lucky. I know you are too because you are here with us. Yes. And I am so grateful. Great decision. We are talking about giving up. Hmm, don't do it. But people are doing it. (laughs) And here's the thing. We're just going to have a discussion right now. Jason's been doing some coaching with some different couples and different relationships. And it seems to me, Miss Channa, who is... Who was the the columnist back in the day? Dear Dear Abby. Abby. Yes. That was way back in the day. Yeah, but she okay. was good, right? I'm showing my age, that but she was good. Uh, I remember my mom l- like loved Dear Abby. She would send. She would in college. She would clip out articles and send send them to me from Dear Abby. To you? Yeah. Well, my dad was like, "Jana, you need to read." And he goes, "I don't care what you read. You can read Dear Abby." I'll start. So there. I did. <laughs> I'll start there then, Dad. And then there was also a sex therapist that I would sometimes. Doctor Ruth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. At any rate, we Jason's had the opportunity to coach some different couples. And it has been a an experiment in sociology. It's also given us the opportunity to see what works and what doesn't. We know what works in our relationship. And many times people come to us and say, we just want to build a relationship like what you have. Yeah. So we're trying to help others do that. And what we have noticed is that when things get tough, people are very quick these days to quit. To let it go. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from if you think of your resistance and or, or your persistence in, in, in a lot of things in life as like a serpentine belt that runs your motor. Mm-hmm. That's that got very loose wait, over wait, COVID. A serpentine belt that yeah, runs. Yeah, so it's your like motor. your fan belt, but oh, okay. it, it runs a lot of things. So a fan. There I don't used know to why be a, I was thinking of a snake. <laughs> well, so there used to be a fan belt that was almost like one belt, and then there were multiple belts. Now there's a serpentine belt in a lot of cars that kind of wraps between all these different things, and one belt runs the. All these, I'm not a mechanic by any, you know this. (laughs) Um, Just like I'm not Dr. Ruth. But it's a, that belt gets loose and the pulleys that it pulls on, it doesn't turn those anymore. So the resistance is, gets loose. And that's kind of what happened during COVID. I think people started saying, oh, you know what? The world may stop. Um, I don't have to keep going. I can just get there's a lot of isolation coming and, and, and especially it, with couples, they start building these kind of walls between themselves and what's not working or what they're, what they don't want instead of seeing all the things that they do want after a while. It's keeping score. <laughs> is it, I don't have, what, what is the, the subconscious thought? Is it, I don't have to do this if I don't want to. I heard you say that. Well, or is it, is there something, is there something even deeper there? Is it, I feel powerless. Like no matter what I do, it doesn't make a difference. Like I have no control. So that's part of it because I think it's that's part of that stacking the wall. That when we stack a wall between a relationship, any connection, mm-hmm. you start losing your power. 
because you start focusing on the wall. Okay, you can say you lose your power, but I feel you actually gain power. If you think of it in a different way, I feel when you do enter a relationship or you are in a relationship, now it's not just my energy and my expertise and my Absolutely. value skills. I 100% agree. And I probably didn't articulate. Yeah. So when you join up, it's kind of like the horses, right? The horses that are trained together and one horse can pull 3,000 pounds. Two horses can pull 18,000 pounds because they're working together. So but if they're trained energy. together, then they can pull an exponential amount. Yes. The... Flip side of that is when we start building these walls of separate, like walls of blame and walls of keeping score, then we lower that. We, we separate the training. We separate the energy between us. So if I start saying, I'm not getting this or I'm not getting this. Now we need to articulate the things that we need, right? But we don't, but if we're just stacking up this evidence of why the relationship isn't working or why it might be good to get out or why, like all these things, like, we don't keep huddling up and say, hey, you know what? We have a plan. We're extraordinary people. We got in this relationship for extraordinary to have an extraordinary life and experience mm-hmm. together and to have a powerful existence in this relationship. Then we stop. We start letting that energy fade because we're not coming back and communicating each other every time and then going in the same direction. We start kind of pulling apart. Here's the other thing I want to bring up about this group of people that Jason has been coaching. Once one couple mm. starts to talk about how they are splitting, they've just decided it's not working out for them and they've just decided, you know what, it would be best if they go their own way. It's almost like they're romanticizing the separation. Singlehood. Yeah. And they're almost saying, you know, it's not that bad. We we yeah. can still be friends. And we just decided, you know what, this isn't for us. And, yeah, unconscious coupling. And yeah, and and it's almost like they have made this so attractive that the other couples then start to head down that path. It's it's a group dynamic. Yeah, well, they're they they've already built enough evidence for themselves to say. This is this is the new great for me. Like this is what this is going to be better for me, because we make decisions that we think are going to be better for us. That I mean that's you don't often make a decision that says how can I make my life worse. And you know when I watch the group together, even though that couple feels like they're contagious or they're feel they feel like they are being supportive to the other groups, I see them unconsciously start saying, oh, see, see how he's not respecting you? Yeah. <laughs> Building the wall of evidence. Do you see yeah. that? It, you would be so much better off if you just decided to go on your own. This, it's almost like they point. don't want to be alone <laughs> over here. They don't want to be the only one saying, do you yeah, know what I'm this saying? This is just like if you, if you, let's say you're not an alcoholic, but you just decide to not drink anymore. This is the same as going into someone's house and them saying, just have a glass of wine with me. Yeah, it's almost like, like they they're, don't wanna, they're, they're pulling everyone down because well, you think drinking they don't want to look at themselves yeah. and have, have the pain. And, and I don't want to drink alone. 
Like yes. Like that makes me feel icky inside when I when I like I'm I'm alone in my house drinking. It makes me feel weird. Yeah, because really I know that I have a problem too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't yeah. I don't want to face that right now. I just want to numb out. So why don't you drink with me? And, Misery loves company. And there's a an even, there, there's a saying, and that that's the truth in this particular situation. Yeah, because everybody wants a connection. And what they've done is they built up all this evidence saying, I'm, I don't want to be connected with you. Yeah. So I find myself like almost hushing those people and, and saying, you know what? You're, you're tainting the group. Yeah. You're tainting the group. <laughs> don't even talk about your situation. And then I'm like, you know what? It's not for me to decide. It's not for me to decide. But on the flip side of that, I just want to, I want to also bring up the fact that we become like the people we mm. hang out with. So true. So if there is one couple in the group that is saying, forget this, I, marriage is for the birds, and I am, I am giving this up, that couple is going to influence who we become. We're always going to have that influence. And I believe... I don't know this because I haven't done studies on it. I haven't even read studies on it. But in groups of friends, I believe that when one couple gets divorced, there's initial shock because... Oh, it happened in my town. It's some. It's one of those things that your neighbors, your closest friends, we do a lot of um, facade. Like we put this image forward of everything is great. Everything is wonderful because we want to look perfect because we see other people as having perfection. Uh-huh. And then the divorce happens or the separation happens and everybody's like so blown out of the water. Yeah. Can you believe and then they you, almost start talking about it and then there's a the wave of change. Yeah. And that, that wave kind of the washes first wave, over people. The first wave is, oh my gosh, can you can believe it? Can you believe it? it? I didn't even know they were having issues. And it's almost judgment that comes out. And then people start looking at, putting the mirror up to themselves. And ex- then you have acceptance for it and you start picking which person and then you, you want you, in you there. Romanticize you romanticize it. And you try to be friends with both parties in the, in the divorce. And then you start going, Going, hey, they're they're okay. Where are my not problems? Only okay. And am I just sat- okay. So here here's the <laughs> step you missed is not only are they okay, but then they start to try to reframe it. This is so great. Yeah. Even though they're only giving you half the story. half the truth. They're not giving you the birthdays, the Christmas, or the that they go of- home at night and lay in bed and Ruminate. think, Oh my God, I wish I had someone here with me. Yeah. There's, there's they so don't much talk that. about that because they're trying to, their pride starts kicking in. Well, this is kind of what we see on Facebook and Instagram and all that is people are putting out this perfect image. And so everybody else is like, why don't I have that? There's, it's a there's a whole lot in this, right? But it's you are you become who you hang around the most, uh-huh. and it's the it's their I believe their frequency. So it's not just what you think they are, but their frequency. So get a little deeper with your friends, like have real conversations because right now we go around in most conversations, even within friend groups, are mm-hmm. superficial um, at best. Like it's just. 
And I, I know this because I just spent three days with Mike and Hugh. Mm-hmm. and Which are his two best friends from high we, school. We did talk a, lo- a lot about relationships. A little. I guess a little about it. No, but most you of never time, mentioned your wives. Remember, you came home and I said, how's Hugh's wife? Everyone mentioned their wives. I never asked in the three days I was there. <laughs> how's Mike's wife? I don't know. I never asked. And I was like, what? did they ask yeah. about me? I think we told each other about our wives, but then again, we we tell each other what we want the other to know. People to hear. And we didn't. I feel like maybe I should do some sort of workshop for men in how to communicate. Yeah, like we could go play golf for five hours and never really talk about anything but golf. Which is weird because we have all this time between shots and uh-huh. waiting on the people in front of us. Like there's a lot of areas Downtime. there to really get connection together. And we connect over the doing instead of over the fe- any feelings. I mean, I could go golfing with a with anyone. And, and you I, have their life story like, by the after time you got home. the fourth hole, I'd be like, oh my God, I know way too much about this person. <laughs> so true. Like, I have totally you, learned you know things that I didn't need to know. What their dietary preferences are, which what is, their sexual history is, yeah, like which all is of it. why I. <laughs> I tend to put up these walls around me because I'm like I don't I don't really need too to many know people that. are getting to know and also too many people are getting to know all of me yeah That's and I a, don't want them to get to know me <laughs> yeah so there's that. <laughs> There oh, is a so community. That's the whole. I think there's a lot of that in the men are from uh, Mars and women are from Venus book. You know, it's it's like we just you know, don't when communicate. When was the last time you read that book? I don't know if I've ever. I listened to it once. Oh, I read it when I was like in high school. Yeah, back to high school again when I was trying to figure out. I don't understand why everybody wants to ask out Stacy Anderson. <laughs> well, it was definitely her bra size at that time. <laughs> the boobies. Yeah, I mean she's a nice person. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but you know. I'm like, I don't understand why why nobody's asking me. Oh, little petite Gianna. <laughs> well Petite's a nice way to say flat. Wait, did you just <laughs> did you just call itty and bitty petite? <laughs> petitties? petitties? They're petitties. So petitty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please forgive us. We're a little bit um Lucy Goosey this morning. I think that maybe we should continue talking about relationships because I do feel that we have a lot of value to add. And I do feel that the more we talk about it, it helps people become aware of what's really happening and what's going on. And that's really the key is just having that awareness and also knowing what do you want out of the relationship? And are both parties on the same page? Like when we, we huddle up four or five times a day because... If if you think of a relationship as a tug of war and you're tugging on the side, a lot of times I, I'd recognize that I'm pulling sideways when you're pulling straight back. And then also sometimes you're pulling sideways when I'm trying to pull straight back. Just to clarify, when we're playing tug of war, he uses the tug of war analogy. We are both on the same side of the Absolutely. road. Okay. Yeah. But good, I, I good feel like right? I feel like we're not in so many <laughs> relationships and so many marriages. People get on the opposite sides of the road. People get flipped. Oh yeah. And they start working against each other. Right. We're on the same team. And they don't do it intentionally. That's the biggest thing that they don't even know that they're pulling on the opposite sides of the rope because they haven't gotten back together and just had this discussion about, hey, what are the things that are important to us and in our relationship and like doing that. Um, vision of where are we going 
Yeah, and sometimes... And if you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. Sometimes, I mean, tug of war, we could do a whole podcast about tug of war. There's <laughs> there's strategies right. involved with tug of war that you can make it easier for everybody. And it's really a game of... Strategy. Uh, it really is. Okay, that, that's enough for now. Uh, thank you for joining us. What I do want to conclude with is when things get tough, don't give up. Don't give up. It's almost like the universe is testing you to go to a new level, mm. to take it up a notch. And the more you go through that resistance, you're going to get stronger for that next level to where you become invincible. Yeah, and you're going to have more tools to deal with things. Keep living lucky. Bye-bye. Take care. If the idea of living lucky appeals to you, visit us at startlivinglucky.com.